Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, welcome back to the New Truth Podcast, episode 30. 30, holy cow, episode 30. I'm super excited for this episode, so excited for this episode, actually. Um, from sexually shut down to sexually alive with the one and only Victoria Vives Quang. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Perfect, really good. <laughs> and, and you're from Spain, right? Yes, that's right. I'm from Spain. Amazing. I'm in Los Angeles now. That's so awesome. So she's from Spain. I love Spain. We'll talk more about that later. Um, one of my favorite countries. And she's so magical. I met this beautiful woman at an event in San Diego, where the same place where I met Sinclair Kennelly, who we had on um, several episodes ago. And Victoria is just like that woman that walks into the room and everybody turns their head. She t She's sparkly and sexy and magical and has this light around her that we've talked a lot about feminine magnetism. Her magnetism is turned on. And so I was not surprised when she got on stage and did her little pitch for her podcast um, or for her, her business. And it was all about how to awaken women's sexuality and sensual connection to themselves. So I'm so excited to have you here and to get to know you more and learn about your magic. This is definitely a topic that I am hungry to learn more about. I just ordered my first crystal dildo. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to lay it out there uh, yesterday, actually. Um, so I'm feeling like super, super excited about this topic right now in my life and can't wait to have this conversation. How exciting. Thank you so much for having me. So fun. And Catherine's going to read your formal bio. That was the informal bio. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Victoria, we're so happy to have you. And I am anxious to ask a million questions. Uh, I'm pretty sure I need your work, actually. Um, but let's see. So Victoria is the international best-selling author of In a Matter of Seconds and a divine sexuality and healing teacher. She has helped thousands of women around the world to access greater fulfillment in their lives. Victoria emphasizes divine sexuality as the foundation of femininity and womanhood, facilitating women's ability to positively relate to their bodies, their partners, and their sexuality. Divine sexuality provides solutions for women who are feeling depleted, unappreciated, or without the bandwidth to practice self-care after a day of continuous demands at work. It provides a framework for framework from which women can resolve emotional issues related to body image issues, unresolved trauma, and negative conditioning. 
The foundation revolves around the concept of overcoming the shut-off state and becoming an ecstatic woman. She describes the shut-off <laughs> state as a form of personal suppression that women might experience as a loss of connection to the value of sexuality, femininity, and ecstasy that is caused by a series of hidden mental, emotional, and spiritual traumas. By understanding and resolving these traumas, women can move into the ecstatic experience in which a woman's nature is encouraged to flourish as defined by robust health and happiness in life, purpose and relationship, and often punctuated by multi-orgasmic sex. Yeah. Wow. Bring it on. Bring it on. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? If you don't want that, you're really, really shut down. I've got some phases. I've gone through phases where I'm like, oh, it sounds like too much work. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Actually, now that you say that, there, there are women that sometimes say, well, that's something from the past. Like, I don't need that anymore. I have other priorities. And it's so wow. sad because we are missing out in something so special and so healthy as well. Yes. And if you want to attract love, like all most women desire love on some level. And like that is true intimacy and sexual awakening experiences are the way like the gateway to experiencing the level of love that you desire so yes and it's also a way of bonding with our beloved that mm -hmm. is physical spiritual mental emotional so mm. we cannot achieve that bonding in any other way it's just so deep for us mm. so i'm curious do you have a story because we usually start out with a story um and obviously stories are the most powerful and impactful so i'm imagining you weren't always just sexually alive and awake and wildly expressed or maybe you were i mean some people just you know <laughs> walk through life and and just um embody it but is this something that you were shut down from that you awakened to or how did you even end up here yeah i wanted to share this this is my book that you mentioned about um in a matter of seconds in which i tell my journey and it has been a long one <laughs> so yeah it has not always been like that um the the story for me was that i was naturally very sexual so I have a lot of fire within me. And at the same time, I grew up in an ultra-conservative regime where mm. sex was strictly for procreation and a woman's highest aspiration was to serve her husband. Oh. So, so that, was, <laughs> that was my place. And because of this dictatorship that we were in and a very patriarchal regime, mm, there was a lot of shame and guilt and taboos around, around sexuality for women. So that means that I had all this fire inside, but I had to suppress it. Mm. So that created a lot of distortion. And it was only through years and years of work and discovery that I was able to finally make peace with it. And that's why I'm so excited to share with others because it can completely transform our lives. So what is it in a matter of seconds? Like that is a super provocative title. So <laughs> tell us more. Yeah, so in a matter of seconds, this is the story of my life. I, I came from a background of being in poverty, living in a ghetto-like mm. neighborhood in this repression of women, this censorship at all levels. And then being the only black face I met until I was 14 because oh, my... Wow. I, I lived with my mom, my aunt, and my grandmother, and they are part German. So mm. even though I'm part German, I don't look <laughs> part German. <laughs> so all my friends were white. Everybody was white around me. 
and only an, uh, at 14 I was having my first friends that were black wow. so in a matter of seconds means even though I grew up in that situation once I switch things in my mind which can be done in a matter of seconds I turned this around and made it into my uh, benefit so I became the one of the first black faces in, in Spanish prime time television oh. so from being in the ghetto like you know being like second class really and and with all this shame around my situation and then I was you know primetime television for 10 years so that was a huge wow. transformation and sometimes it's just these little things that we can switch in our mind in our mindset that takes really seconds wow that <laughs> is amazing and such a healing message because a lot of people think, I mean, I, I think healing is a journey, not a destination, but also we want to hear that, you know what, sometimes transformation can happen that fast, right? And you are that powerful and you are that magnetic and a simple change in mindset, right, can provide such tremendous growth. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's just feeling it because I experimented with manifestation for many years. I had a near-death experience in 1997. Mm -hmm. So this opened a new realm of possibilities. And I started searching and seeking for answers. So I started manifesting and understanding more about metaphysics. And I experimented with different process for how can I create my reality and the thing that really brought the greatest transformation was when I was able to feel, to tap into feeling certain things. So that's why sexuality can be an amazing yeah. experience in transforming our lives because the, the level of emotion, feelings, and experience and ecstasy that we can achieve through sexuality is unlike anything else. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, have, you heard, do you, have you heard of Mama Gina, Regina Thomas-Shower? No, but I would like Really? To oh my gosh. Okay. She has, she has a book. I highly recommend it called Pussy, A Reclamation. Okay. Um, awesome. And New York Times bestseller. She's amazing. She's been teaching her work for like 22 years and she started in Tantra and she ended up, um, so she actually does more women's empowerment now around how she believes that a woman's superpower is her connection to her pleasure and how the more connected to our pleasure we are, the more powerful we are in the world. So I, and she also talks about how women have 8,000 nerve endings in our, our pussy and men have four, I think. So yeah, like uh, we, the clitoris, yes. Clitoris, so yeah. Is, is designed for our pleasure. It doesn't have any function, but giving us pleasure and it has over 8,000 nerve endings. So it's, it's just to give us all this ecstasy and yes. it's for something. So it's not an error. It's yes. for something. Yes. You said. <laughs> yeah. I will even little kids like hump pillows and stuff. Cause they like, they can feel it. They're like, wow, this feels really good. It's so it's, it, it's, it's our natural thing to do, but it's then it just, so many of us go through different types of repression, mm -hmm. um, like you were talking about. And then it just becomes this dis, we become disassociated with it. It's so sad because then all this body shame, when we have this source that can alleviate our suffering, that can help bonding with our partners, that can help us be more healthy because sex is going to help us so that our immune system is at 100%. So it's all benefits in the most pleasurable way. 
So why mm. we make it such a terrible thing? I, mm. I don't understand that. Well, patri- mm. patriarchy made yeah. it a terrible thing. Yes. Women, oh. women aren't making it a terrible thing. And I am so moved by what you just said around, of course, it's the tapping into the ecstatic feeling experience first, because so much of at the core of Kate and my message is that women think that they can only reach love or ecstasy with a partner, right? They're chasing love mm. in someone else. So only feel beautiful, happy, amazing if I have a partner or worse in dating if he does what I want him to do, right? And then I'm Mm. controlling everything. And I'm thinking about it's one thing to hear you say, right? What you just said. And a lot of women start that like, okay, I'm supposed to feel it. I'm supposed to feel in love with myself and feel connected to myself. How? how like is there let's we're just going to dive right in like what is even the beginning practice like what's the first practice that a woman must be devoted to in her life to have this experience because i get caught up in this too i get caught up in this i'll feel different if i have a certain amount of money i'll feel different if my husband and i find the house we want (laughs) you know um and so because this is this is really important and this is at the core of kate and my message when we talk about feeling it first but then it's the how right Yes, so we need to realize we are this amazing soul in these temples for our mm. for our souls that are our bodies, right? This is our sanctuary, and we have the amazing experience to be in this earth, and we are able to to perceive through our senses. So we need to awaken that to start experiencing life through our senses. So anybody, regardless the amount of money that they have, whether they have a partner or not, can take them the time to have moments throughout the day in which we go out of that masculine endeavor that we have as a society. We always go, 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 and we want to to succeed and all of this, but just come to your own body and make that your temple. And maybe enjoying some essential oils, looking at the beauty of some crystals, something that makes you connect with the beauty of this earth. And to understand we are here for a reason. What are we making out of our lives? It's not about being on our cell phone. It's not about being creating a spreadsheet. (laughs) But it is truly about how can we feel that pleasure of life? It, It doesn't have to necessarily be sexual. It can be just sensual, just enjoying a delicious meal, but really making it count. There is a woman that is um, like 103 years old, and she's still dancing, choreographing, and creating outfits. And what she was teaching is the problem with people now is that they don't take the time to breathe. When you breathe, really inhale and allow the air to go into its inch of of your body, really allow it to be that nurturing energy so we can take life like something sacred and start enjoying the pleasures of life. Would you drink something and really savor it? So how can bring those pleasures? We don't need something so amazing. It's just even the elements, you know, the water, air, the sun, all these things bring so much richness to our lives. So the, the mindset change that we need, the mindset change um, is going to be about, do we have self-care, self-love, do we value ourselves enough or we just needing to prove our value through actions? Mm. We are human beings. We are not human doings. Mm. And we stop for a moment and just say, okay, I'm going to take care of myself. This is what I have. And it's not selfish. It's not about, you know, not caring for others. It's almost the opposite. By taking care of ourselves and nurturing ourselves, 
we're going to be more pleasant to other people. We're going to be more magnetic. We're going to start creating different relationships. We become more creative, more productive. So we need to start with that self-care. We cannot necessarily jump into, oh, I want multi-orgasmic sex today. <laughs> Just go one step at a time. Just today, can you create some space to take care of yourself, love yourself, embrace yourself? And gradually, we can expand and change that mindset of the masculine into something more feminine, more juicy, more nurturing. So that's I what I would recommend. That's <laughs> so you. beautiful. I um, I was just thinking as you were talking, when I was in my 20s, and I've talked a, little, a lot about this on the podcast, I used to experience extreme jealousy. And I, the women I was jealous of are women like you. And it's so cool to be experiencing this now. And who I am now at that event, I saw you and felt expanded by you and inspired by you. And like, ooh, I want some more of that. And just thinking how the women that I was jealous of are women who are in touch with their sensuality because I was so shut down from mine, which of course, that's what jealousy is. It's just mirroring what we're shut down from. And um, what, I, what I realized once I started to reclaim mine, and now it's a part, like just sensuality, not sexuality, is a part of the work that I do with women, is re in reclaiming my sensuality, it was about learning how to slow down and how to be more present because if we're moving, because I used to be like we talked about earlier, like go, 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 do, 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 hustle in that masculine energy, <laughs> doing like self-sacrifice or doing everything for everyone, working so hard and so exhausted all the time, so burnt out, not remotely present. And now it's my daily practice to, to like, I, and I have to continually remind myself, I create a lot of space in my calendar so I can slow down, but even just walking down the street, like remind myself, okay, slow down, feel your feet on the earth, feel mm -hmm. your breath in your belly, feel your pussy, you know, as you move, like actually bring my attention to my body so that it can remind me to slow down and have the experience or when I'm eating or, you know, out for, or having a glass of wine, like being able to actually bask in the experience and receive it. And I think that the reason a lot of women can't is because most women are disconnected from receiving and from their bodies, like a bunch of walking heads who are like, mm -hmm. believe that their value, like you said, is attached to their actions and what they're doing for other people. And most of us have this barrier, which I definitely used to have where we don't actually let ourselves receive. So even the feeling of turn on, this is something I've practiced as well, is like allowing myself to just breathe and like bask in turn on as opposed to think my mind used to be like, oh, I need to go have sex or I need to go masturbate. I need to get rid of this pleasure instead of just like, oh, just be in it and receive it. But I think the barrier is that, that, that disconnection from receiving Yes, we put so many blocks and sometimes we inherit those blocks from yes. our past generations. So sometimes they come down generation after generation. So part of this is about healing our lineage so that the next generations don't have to go through this. And mm. something that you mentioned was about this jealousy. We need more sisterhood. I love uh -huh. that you guys are doing this show together because we need more sisterhood. This is a huge part of really becoming once again the nurturers and supporting each other and have a space that is safe where we can connect and we can talk about things that sometimes were taboo. Yes. Not anymore, right? Yes. <laughs> Crystal <laughs> dildos all around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need that liberation for sure. Yeah. I love that. 
And I have appreciated so much like with reading your bio and what you're addressing because I'm, I'm someone like I think when I see the fully sexually expressed women, I feel like 10,000 miles away from that. And what's changed for me now is now I believe that that path is possible. And so I just want to bring into this space that this like it is not a woman's fault that she's sexually repressed. Like it is not her fault that she is set down. We live in a system that says it, that is threatened by feminine sexual liberation. And I have a lineage of unbelievable self-sacrificer martyrs. Like I don't think I ever saw my mom laugh when I was a child, you know, and so in order, and, and this is true for anyone beginning a healing journey, like you must accept where you are first. Like that's the self-love. Like I love that I'm having this conversation. I love, right, that I am willing to begin doing this work. I love, Victoria, that you just offered like mindfulness of sensation, right, is the beginning. And I work with people with trauma. And so it isn't like if it's like, oh, here, go get a crystal dildo when they have major sexual trauma, like that's not the answer, right, first. And so this like journey, I think the, the re- core message that and we're standing for is like extraordinary love is possible. Like this is the new truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. Extraordinary love is possible. Extraordinary pleasure is possible. Extraordinary financial freedom is possible. Like, and it all starts inside and maybe not doing everything all at once. Like I'm currently now diving into my sexual healing journey and sexual liberation. I had to clean up a heck of a lot of stuff, you know, before I even got here. So I'm curious curious if, you know, we are naming this episode sexually shut down. I would not tell you that I was sexually shut down. I would tell you I was pleasure shut down, like struggling with receiving. And so let's bring into this space, like what is sexually shut down? If we're saying sexually shut down to sexually alive, what are all the various ways that sexually shut down can look like? Yeah. So I was very, I can relate to what you are saying because I was very sexual. Uh, so even before I started yes. this divine sexuality work, I was very sexual, but because of all the distortion that we have in our society around sex, especially for us female, as you were saying, that, that we already are born in a system that yes. sees like sexuality is something bad <laughs> when it's something natural. So because of that, I was expressing my sexuality in ways that I didn't really understand that I was wounding myself in some ways. So instead to heal myself, I was wounding myself deeper. So that's one of the ways in which we might be shut off, that we are continuing having relationships, but we don't understand that there is deep-seated trauma that we could heal so that then we could go to the next level of enjoying our sexuality. So an example might be not being able to reach orgasm with a partner. So yes, you're having sex, it's amazing, but there is that longing for, oh, I would like to, to be able to have that orgasm, not just on my own, but with my partner. And that's part of that reflection that, of course, our bodies are, as women is different from a man. So mm-hmm. that's true, but we can achieve multi-orgasmic sex. And this is something that to me came thanks to, <laughs> to practice divine sexuality. Whereas before I could have a lot of amazing sex and, and still I was shut off to an extent. I was unable to truly connect at a deep level with my partner in that receiving mode, that surrendering, uh, that is so feminine. And it was more like, you know, this masculine still was present there. So I was unable to fully let go trust Mm. because there was still trauma in there. 
So sometimes we, yes, we have amazing sex, but it's not conscious, it's not healed sex, and it's certainly not divine sexuality yet. It's just we are in the process. So it takes feeling layers. And my recommendation is that it's not so much about learning new techniques and um, using the new deal that has <laughs> come out <laughs> or something like that. It's more about removing the blocks that are preventing us from sexuality being something natural, from sexuality being at its best. So by removing these blocks, these hidden traps, we are able to actually tap into that place that is absolute bliss. And there are specifically five hidden traumas that I work with um, when I am working with women so that we can peel those layers and reach that level of the ecstatic experience, as I call it. Do you want to share what those are? Yes, of course. So five of them. One of them is going to be the depletion trap. So this applies to many of us. So as women, we tend to, to give energy to everybody else except ourselves. So we are like last in the list. We don't practice self-care as much as we could. And we have obligations. We, because of feminism also, which is great, we have almost taken the role of being both the woman and the man. So now we have so many more obligations, like we don't have bandwidth for everything. So because of that, especially as business owners, some of us, <laughs> we get into the depletion trap and we just don't have the space. We don't dedicate time to ourselves. So that would be the first one to start tapping into our feminine and balancing it with our masculine so that we can then be blooming women, that we are able to exude that sexual and sensual energy again. So that would be the first one. The second one would be the, um, the body shame. So when we go into body shame, you know, I had worked in, in television and entertainment for over 10 years, actually 20, but primetime television was over 10. So I was used to see my environment and it was all supermodel. <laughs> and then you go to the real world and it's not like that. And, and we tend to compare to what we see in the screen, in the magazines, how sex should look like. You know, we learn from movies, from porn, from whatever it is. And we have no idea. So we, we have this shame. And this starts creating that comparison that is a crazy thing because as women, we are all beautiful. We all have our unique beauty. And if we look back to, to ancient times, there was totally different that, that view of beauty. Mm. We get the paintings of the three graces, which are three women with cellulite. And mm. it's like the representation of beauty. Mm. Today, those three women will not be beautiful. <laughs> or even different places. Like I dance with uh, people from Brazil because I look sort of Brazilian. <laughs> and, and, the, and I remember this beautiful woman. And she was saying, my body type in Brazil is not liked. But in Europe, everybody loves me. Why? Mm. You know, this is crazy. We are all beautiful women and we are just comparing ourselves and thinking, you know, that we are not enough, that we are ined inadequate in some ways. So this very shame, imagine when we are with our partners, it's so difficult because we get naked and some people just doesn't even go <laughs> to get naked <laughs> because they have that body shame. So that's another aspect. And Another thing that is going to happen is the, the, the guilt, the taboo, the shame, the sinfulness. So for some of us that have grown up um, in societies that are patriarchal or very religious with a patriarchal aspect as well, 
we have that idea, sex is only for procreation. So if you practice sex out of marriage or out of wanting to procreate, that's a sin. So, you know, you're making love with your husband and you're like, oh, I'm a sinful woman. <laughs> it's not possible to surrender to, to that pleasure because that's another break that we have. Then the sisterhood, another aspect, we really need to be able to be with other women. There are things that we cannot tell to our partners, we cannot tell to our psychologists. We need a sister <laughs> to, to share with and we need that support. We need to trust them. We don't want that jealousy. We need to be able to have our community as women. So that's another super important aspect. And then the fifth one would be um, the, the heal trauma. So we need to heal our sexual trauma. As women, sometimes we are objectified and sometimes we objectify ourselves. I mean, you know, for, for all this time that I was working in television, you had to see the outfits I wore. Like, I mean, they were really <laughs> objectifying, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know, mm-hmm. we start basing our identity and our value in how we look. We don't, we don't realize that that's just the surface and, and we start developing all this trauma also around um, moments that men might have abused us. So of course that is going to create a wound and that was part of my wound to, to have been you know, harassed since I was like 12 or 13. And, and, and that sexual abuse, it creates a visceral response. It's almost like imbued in ourselves. Like then my husband would touch me and I would, have memories of things and it's like you know i cannot i cannot be touched please you know be careful when you touch me i need to be ready for it so all of these when we are going to make love we just don't have the presence and the the freedom the liberation to truly go into the act and enjoy it as much as we could we need to heal those layers we need to be able to move beyond that wow Amazing. You know, I love this so much. I, um, one of the things that I noticed when I started to explore my sexuality more in my early thirties was that a lot of the teachers out there like, um, Kim and Ami and Leila Martin were teaching more, like they, they were too advanced. It was like how to have 10 million orgasms. I'm like, what? Like I'm sexually shut down. Like I, I, and I had a, a lot of sexual trauma from my early twenties and I felt so, I was like, no, why isn't anyone out there teaching how to heal first? And that's what I do appreciate about the jade egg. I, ha- I did a jade egg course and then the, the crystal dildo or whatever is a part of a course that's healing. It's about healing the trauma that's on the inside, which I'm sure you know lots about. But- right oh, you do? <laughs> Amazing. And I have a tutorial and I teach the different eggs, how you work with them. Amazing. Oh my gosh, maybe I'll get your courses to go with my egg. Um, so I've been doing a lot of the inner trauma, but it, yeah, I just noticed what I'm really appreciating about this conversation is I feel like it's way more fitted for most where most women are at because we we've all been sexually abused. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know one woman who hasn't said yes when her body said no. Like I, that is, I mean, it's as women, especially 
Then you get into relationship. Women feel pressure. They feel pressure when they're dating. Oh, the guy won't like me. He's putting a lot of pressure on, so I better have sex just so he likes me. Or um, in romantic relationships, well, we're married and like he'll probably leave or cheat if I don't have sex with him. And it's like there's just women have all experienced so much trauma when it comes to sex, sexuality. And I just love that everything you're sharing is so gentle and like such a beautiful place, start, such a beautiful starting place. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And it's so true that even, you know, even for, for women that are already married and trust their partners, sometimes our men might not understand the mm-hmm. depth of our sensitivity. Mm-hmm. That for them is a totally different experience, but completely to take time. Yes. Feel. So if we are on our own with self-pleasure, we understand how slow it might get and how we can experience this incredible bliss. But when we are with them, it's like sometimes they are not exactly uh, understanding that, right? Yeah, because we're so different. And not to mention, nobody taught us about our bodies. So when we were kids or teenagers or whatever, nobody taught us about how different a man's body is to a woman's body and we just get thrown in the deep end and most people learn sex through pornography which is so disconnected and it's all about the man basically women learn to have sex by being like a masturbatory tool for men as opposed like lubrication i think should be illegal like if you need lubrication, your body is not ready for sex. And it's like, there. I, I, maybe you have a different opinion on that. I just think like, why are we using lube if like that means I'm trying to rush my body? And this is a temple. And I know that from what I've learned about the yoni, like it opens really, really slowly and it needs time and it needs foreplay and it needs connection and it needs safety and all these things. And yet there's so much force that happens. Yeah, so some women actually might need lubrication even if they are very excited because women might lubricate differently. Mm, so okay, might, that's good. It to might know. be necessary, but the most important is to see how the woman is feeling, whether yes. she's ready, and to understand that for us it's not so localized. The pleasure is not just the yoni and the breast necessarily, but it is all throughout. Everywhere. So that means that sometimes just caressing the face, the hair, and finding the erogenous zones in our body and knowing them and sharing them with our partner can change it. They might not understand, you know, because it's like everything is localized for them. Right. But for us, we can have orgasms sometimes without even touching the genitals, the yoni. So, so that means that we need to understand that and share it with our partners to say, hey, you know, we really need to explore this in a different way. That's when self-pleasure can be so powerful and so helpful for us so that we already have like a roadmap that we can give mm, them. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you some, some secrets about my body. <laughs> yes. Love that. What is divine sexuality? Yes. So divine sexuality is a way for us to reframe sexuality because as you said, we already come into this experience of what should look like or what it is, and we need to redefine it. So divine sexuality elevates sex out of the gutter of guilt, shame, objectification, and it elevates it into the realm of the divine, of intimacy in relationship, um, f- connecting with our bodies, releasing body shame, 
in tapping into that multi-orgasmic sex experience and also into the ecstatic experience in general as something that it can underline all that we are doing. So feeling in that ecstatic experience very blissfully doing things instead to be focused on our minds, like super concentrated, more of that openness, just going through life and acting from that bliss. Mm. <laughs> Sounds pretty spectacular. <laughs> and it is a matter of redefining, healing those oh, yeah. five hidden traps as well. And then just making a conscious choice of, you know, I'm going to make myself, myself love, myself curse first, not because I'm selfish, because I want to actually be best for my family, be best for my partner, for my kids, for my clients. So if we do it from that point of view, it's almost like our duty <laughs> to be at our best. And the way I see it sometimes is that we are part of source, part of the divine, and we have been given this droplet of source or of, of the divine. So it's our duty to take care of it, to nurture yes. it. Mm. It's what we have. So we need to take care of it. We cannot treat it like if it is not important. We need to make ourselves first. It's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Are you in a relationship? Yeah, 13 years. Oh, wow. No, no. I- Amazing. And can you tell us a little bit about your relationship in this? Like, how how long have you been doing this work and been on this journey? Yeah, so um, it has been about five years and I did it for myself because it wasn't going well. All this crazy sex that I could have with my partner that still wasn't from a true place so Mm. it was shut off as uh, Catherine said even though it was there it wasn't conscious it wasn't um, intimacy so one thing is sex like we see in in movies or porn or whatever and then there is the intimacy Mm. when we are able to surrender to our partner when we are able to be vulnerable with our partners when we are able to open to receive from our partners but I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was more in a power place, uh, growing up, thinking being a woman is like second class, so I'm going to be as much as I can as a man. I'm a martial artist, so I, I was successful as a martial artist. I have like six million views on YouTube for my videos. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I was in this like, oh, I'm a superwoman. <laughs> so imagine how am I going to be with, a, with my man if right. I'm in this role of, mm, you know, I'm super powerful. <laughs> mm. So I couldn't surrender or I couldn't have this intimacy. And I realized that it was in, in many ways mm. also that I was trying to protect I, I wasn't able to trust enough to go into that vulnerability and surrendering with him. So there were a lot of things going on and I decided to to go into healing arts. So from martial arts, I switched to healing arts, which in, in Asian traditions are related because it's like the yin and yang, two aspects yeah. of the same coin. So once I went into healing arts, I started shut down my sexuality in other ways because my guilt, my sinfulness, mm. I'm not pure. All these memories from growing up in, you know, this very patriarchal, uh, masculine mm. and, and sensor uh, way of living, um, everything came back. So I, I changed from being this hot one you know like super (laughs) out there to be like really contracted 
and I changed how I look. I, I changed everything so my sexuality wasn't flourishing anymore. So mm. there was like a huge shift. My husband wasn't happy about it, let me tell you. <laughs> because now I wasn't, you know, exuding my sexuality anymore. <laughs> so it was, uh, I'm a Libra, so sometimes I go from one stream to another to learn. And that was what happened. And I realized that in my sexuality was a lot of my 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 personal power to heal myself to stay happy to stay healthy to stay in a good place and I realized also my bonding with my husband you know I, I need to bring this back so what can I do so that I'm able to integrate my masculine with my feminine my spiritual with my physical what can I do that makes sense with the whole paradigm that you know, I, I, I cannot be a spiritual and have sex. How does that work? So because of that, through divine sexuality, I was able to understand more about all these hidden traps, all these things that were between me and my partner. And even this idea of the depletion traps, sometimes not having the bandwidth of saying, I want to have a relationship with my husband because we are so in our minds, as, as you were saying. So all of this is what got me into... I have to do something. So my relationship with my husband after I started this path changed completely. So now I can understand what is happening when, when we have that uh, sexuality together. But I had to almost like take a break for a full year and say, I need to heal myself. You know, mm. I don't want to do this anymore because I'm wounding myself deeper. Mm. I need to reframe everything. I need to understand my body. I need to mm -hmm. feel good in my own body. So I'm going to take a break. And when I'm ready, <laughs> I will come back. And mm -hmm. I had to just explore myself, understand myself, heal myself to then come back anew. Wow, I bet it was worth the wait for him. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was for sure, yeah. Wow. And you know, it's something that I feel that I'm still working on it. Like everything that I have learned, there is always like a new layer. Yes. A new thing, like, like seriously, almost like every month. <gasps> wow, now I have <laughs> this new experience that I never had before. You know, like yes. every, you know, there is always something. And we don't realize because we have not walked that path. That path has been hidden, so we don't realize all the potential that we have in that mm. direction. It's like a treasure hunt. And I think like when a woman unlocks her sexual liberation and her ability to like to be so deeply connected to her own body, that's when like it it, it literally impacts every aspect of our lives like that's when you become magnetic and you walk into a room like you and everybody turns their head and opportunities come your way and amazing experiences and people and connections and intimacy that you get to experience everywhere mm. yes it can be it's, it's important for us and, you know, it's something natural we're not making something up it's just becoming what we are truly by removing those blocks. So if we look into nature, I always love nature. Mm. They don't have any, like the animals don't have any problem with this, right? Mm -mm. I know my dog <laughs> doesn't have any problem or squirrels and birds that I see in my yard. They don't have any problem with this. It's just us humans, we come into this culture, society that has changed things. And, and it's many times um, part of our idea of focusing on our careers and you know, we just don't, don't realize how important it is 
the love aspect, the, the family aspect, and the connecting with our own bodies, and even love ourselves. Like, it sounds weird, right? If we say, wow, I love myself. Look, I'm so beautiful. Mm. That's like, oh, wow, you're so arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> but if we say like, oh, I feel so ugly. Oh, poor Victoria. I don't True. worry. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> so sad. Why we do that? Why so we backwards. Do that? All, the, all the conditioning. And I so appreciate you sharing your story because I think I, I had performative sex for a really long time. Like I would not have told you that I was sexually shut down. I love sex. I mean, I was an alcoholic, so I was like dancing naked on tables at parties, you know, and <laughs> and that, and like I was the generation of Britney Spears, right? Like, I mean, I was looking at her being like, oh, that's what a woman mm-hmm. is supposed to look like. And I can't even tell you how many women will say, oh, I love sex, I want, you know, sexual liberation, but it's all performative, right? And all the stupid magazines that are like, well, here's all the, fucking techniques, you know, but never. And, and I, you know, I then I did, I worked in around um, teenage sexual health and we'd get questions um, into the nonprofit I was working with. And I mean, I was like crying every day with what these teenage girls were asking, you know, around, is it supposed to hurt? Right. Like, or what's the technique like teenage girls. And, and I, I mean, I have unbelievable sex. My, hu- my husband is like so unbelievably sensual <laughs> and, and goes slow. I mean, my, the first year of my, mar- of my relationship, I was crying every time we had sex from ecstatic healing, wow. from like experiencing the healing of someone being devoted to me, adored, would have waited forever for me to have an orgasm. And that's still the case. Mm-hmm. And so I just, and then my life got busy. I have a full life right? You're reading off those five things. And I'm like, I am depleted. (laughs) And I am not in the mood, you know, most of the time now. And so I think there is that other side of like the married and partnered women that listen to our podcast that maybe relate about, oh, got lots of kids to take care of. I've got a full-time job. I'm cleaning the house. And then, I mean, I'm watching these like funny YouTube memes from comedians where there were literally there was one where the guy was pretending to be his wife and every two seconds she said she doesn't want to have sex because she has a headache. And that was the joke. Like, how about tonight? No, I have a headache. How about tonight? No, I have a headache. How about the, how about tonight? No, I have a headache. And it's funny and sad. Yeah. Right. And, and it's that, and I can really feel like, I might even like cry. Mm -hmm. I, I can feel that like the number one mindset shift to open to this is I matter. Like my well-being matters because until you get there, then it's still performative. Like, oh, well, sexual liberation is I should just do all these things rather than everything I do is in service to the love that I have for myself and the life I get to have. And I will not live my mother's legacy. Like I'm drawing the line in the sand for myself and my daughters and their daughters after that. And so... I just like to have you bring in that space and like own, cause I'm sure there are so many women that can relate to that. And I have yet to have met a client or a woman who hasn't used her sexuality to have power over men. Right. And then mm-hmm. we think we're the alone in that. <laughs> right. And that's why I love that sisterhood is one of the wounds and it has been so triggering and, and healing to do a podcast with Kate, right. And, <laughs> and navigate all that comes up in that and, and just in general doing women's work. But I have, there is no, there's nothing that sisterhood hasn't offered me that hasn't been mind blowingly profound mm-hmm. and healing and that nothing, a one-on-one situation or a book 
<laughs> could offer me. Like sisterhood is the answer. And listening to other women's stories and looking around the room being like, that's happened to me too. I struggle with that too. I feel that way too. And then you are amazing and I'm amazing. And you had mind-blowing sex with your partner. Awesome. Let's talk about that more. And how much money are you making this month? And how good do you feel about yourself today? And like, that's when it changes. And Kate has been my biggest cheerleader. I mean, Kate is like the most like loving, affirmative force, like constant, you know? And like, we all need those kinds of friends in our life. So I'm so happy you addressed that too. Cause, cause almost every episode, Kate and I are taking a stand for how do your friends talk about dating, right? Like if it's negative and, and bashing men, this was our episode last week, you mm -hmm. know, that that's not going to be the answer. It's not going to support you. So you know what you get to have friends that are madly in love with you and that celebrate you and affirm you and believe in you. And like, that's the beginning, you know? Absolutely. Sisterhood is so important. And, you know, I actually didn't have that for long years because I yeah. thought I need to be like a man. So I'm going to surround my, myself by men. So I always had male friends, but it was so hard for me to have female friends. Yeah. And, and I didn't understand that relationship until I started teaching healing and all my students were female. <laughs> I would have maybe one guy showing up. <laughs> and I started understanding how is that circle of women so supportive so nurturing so beautiful and then when I brought divine sexuality for my students being in these circles where women were sharing these stories how they felt as they were maybe growing older and had these insecurities or maybe they were new to sexuality and have also their insecurities and being able to to partake with each other understand relate and support each other as you were sharing is just such an experience that we all need and sometimes we don't find that we we feel isolated and having this suffering in silence is terrible yeah, cause, and we're comparing ourselves to to like the highlight reel on Instagram or to like what we perceive, you know, how a woman looks on the outside thinking she has it all together. She's got it all. She's got a man. She's gorgeous. She's got a fit body. She's got a great house. And it's like comparing ourselves to the outside. But once we come together in community and in conversations like this, you start to see, oh my God, she's the exact same on the inside. She's super insecure. She's got low self-worth. She tolerates a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. She over-functions. Oh, like we all, so we can all feel, you know, so connected and not alone anymore in it because most women until they have sisterhood think that they're alone in it. And then when we see like, oh my God, everyone, no matter what they look like or what their life is or what they have, it, it, they every single woman has this discord happening within themselves. And then you get to, you know, come together and like Catherine talked about, like rise together and remind each other of your greatness and remind each other of what's possible and model to each other what's possible. And yeah, I just feel so inspired by this conversation. I feel so inspired by you, both of you. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm so grateful that we had you on for this because yeah, like I said, there's so many sexuality teachers out there, but it's like hitting a home run, like way too much too <laughs> soon. And this just feels like the most yeah, it just, it just feels like the most reverent, beautiful, soft, feminine conversation. And I just adore you. You're such a light. And I look forward to getting to know you more and to consuming all your free gifts. I know you have free yes. gifts, but also possibly, um, yeah, some programs with you and just tell us what your, tell us your, yes. your work. Yes. How so can women have, work with you? 
Yeah, so one first step is I have my Divine Sexuality ebook that mm. people can download for free, women. Women, I say women, but sometimes I get a lot of guys because they want to actually understand us better and help mm. us better. So that's beautiful. beautiful. So that's available in victoriavives.com slash uh, divine victoriavives.com slash divine then i also offer a five-day uh, challenge so this is the five self-care secrets in five days mm. so that we can take time and and just nurture ourselves and that starts on monday so mm. <laughs> july 27th and they can go to victoriavives.com slash self and then i have the five week ecstatic experience so the ecstatic woman experience is where we go into these five hidden traps mm -hmm. and we get rid of them we understand them and we integrate the gift that they contain mm. Woo! Well, we'll be signing up and <laughs> make sure all of those links are posted in the show notes and in the facebook group victoria thank you so much for being on with us today Thank you. This has been amazing. I love this conversation. You guys are also very, very enlightened. Like you are on the path. Sometimes <laughs> people have no idea of any of mm. this, but you guys are very mm. conscious and I appreciate that. Amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we, we take very seriously who we invite into yes. this world. I mean, we, I am so proud of what um, Kate and I have created because it's a frequency. You know, the new truth is a frequency and we are taking a stand for everything being possible for women in all areas of their life. And it starts with them, right? Yeah. It starts inside, inside job. So... We can't wait. Everyone's going to love this episode. And if you are not already in the New Truth Movement Facebook page, make sure you get your group, butt group, over Facebook there. Group, Facebook group, group not page. Can, you, can like the, you can like Facebook. the page, but... <laughs> oh, I want to group. join your group. I have yes. to join your group. Yes, and make sure you're over there because Victoria will be live with us on Thursday after this episode is released to answer questions and dive into this topic more. And if you know of a woman who really needs to hear this episode and this conversation, please share the link with her. And we are so grateful for you. So we'll see you soon. Thank you, love. Thank you. Thank you.